And it's that time of the year, baby. Happy Festivus and happy holidays to everyone. Welcome back to TLDR and our first ever holiday issue. I'm very excited. With me, as always, is my hunking crime. Friar, my guy, how's it going? You know what, Doc? I was doing pretty well up until the last few minutes before we were getting ready to do the show because I I jokingly asked you, hey, do you want to go yeah, go read radio, uh, what is it, adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters? <laughs> like, oh, hey, let's go check. Like somebody, I saw them tweet about a Dynamite Comics or whatever. And then uh, you actually go and get it on Comicsology. So now we have to talk about it because it's all everybody wants to know now is how do you feel about this book? And I'll... You go ahead first. <laughs> so when you when you tweeted this out, my first instinct was, yeah, I, I gotta I gotta read this thing because it just looks terrible. It sounds terrible, but maybe maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe I'll be surprised, right? I've done this before with a few other books, you know, uh, Mega Man, uh, and dude, Transformers, hold on. Mega Man versus the the adolescent radioactive black belt. Well, okay. It's a book I wouldn't have picked up any other time. I never would have picked it up, right? It definitely wouldn't. I never even heard of this book. That, so, but I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll be pleasantly surprised, right? Let's let's let's, let's read something that's completely out of our wheelhouse and, and give it a go. And I think I texted you about 15, 16 pages in, and said, I I I can't do this. It was absolutely awful. can't do this. It this was is, awful. It is never our our. Um, our, so our job on this show to go out of our way to trash something, um, and I'm not. It uh, it was just so bad. Man. Here, let, let me take the take the range for you here. So you have four. You have five hamsters. Start off this story. Uh, the one's name is Rock, which is it's Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> you have uh, this Arnold, so Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Jean Claude, which is Jean Claude Van Damme, Stephen, which is uh, Steven Seagal, and then uh, we have Lucy. Lucy Lou. Oh, so Nick, it was just so bad. Like the dialogue was brutal. I mean, they they, they dressed the Steven Seagal, you know, hamster up, you know, is a just a big fat hamster with a a serapi or whatever, you know, whatever you call those sort of uh uh things that he wears. I just oh Nick, it was so bad. It was awful. Don't yeah, like it was, <laughs> I didn't want I was like I said a report back on this. Jokingly, I didn't want you to read this. I wouldn't have anybody read this. And I made you read it too because I wasn't going to be the only. Yeah, when you texted me, I I was like, "Oh, great! Now I gotta go check this thing out." Like, I know this is going to suck. It it was spot on. You need to know, Nick, that even when in jest, (laughs) if you send me something like that, I'm gonna go all in on it. You know, and and I and, I and from I went all in on it thinking it was going to be free, right? Because a lot of times this stuff is free on Comicsology if you have unlimited. And so when I first decided, okay, I'm all in. I assumed it was going to be free. Then I go, oh, it's not free, but for three bucks, I'll dance, I'll dance. And uh, clearly, man, I should I should have just stayed home pounding Taco Bell. I would have had a much more enjoyable time. Dear God, this is. <laughs> <laughs> Merry I, Christmas. I, you yeah, you got it. I don't think you even technically got 16 pages in because on the site they have all the variant covers yeah. mixed in there too, and like a preview or something. Right. Yeah, so, so it's probably only like five pages. pages yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And <laughs> I definitely know it. You gave me a heads up, and I already again I already knew it was gonna be really bad. I had zero hope for this. 
I wouldn't have made it as long as you if I didn't know you were at $16. my my hope was that it would have either a completely stunned me and been fantastic or b it was so bad that it was good and it was neither of those I don't know how you do that in literature I honestly don't I get how in a movie or a show that could happen because you have acting and you know the goofiness and whatnot but it just with writing it, it, even with with imagery like it just seems a lot more challenging to do and i think didn't work i here. think if the dialogue had been better maybe there it might have had a chance but the dialogue maybe. was so bad yeah so bad like it, it wasn't made, even cheesy it was just what is this it made the worst b movie look terrible you know just yeah, oh, brutal, 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 brutal. But again, this is—I mean, I—I I, I want to blame you, but this is my fault. I should have known 100% better. It is one hundred percent your fault. I should have known better. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on to what's what's new this week. So, I know before we get into what came out, I think in the time between TLDR twenty and the holiday special that we're doing today, that uh, what was it? Tom Taylor announced that he is going to be writing Nightwing moving forward. Now, you don't read Nightwing, right? I don't, but I'm a big fan of Tom Taylor. Okay, and you know, but you know that Nightwing's been uh, over the past couple years has been a rough go, right? Yes, yeah, I've heard so, I've heard you say that a few times. So I've consistently been reviewing it for Geeks Worldwide for a while now. I cannot remember where I started, but I know right around when Joker starts getting in the mix, right around Joker War and the start of that, that's where things started getting better for Nightwing and things have been better for him. So, and it was a Dan Jurgens who kind of took over in that time, Scott Lobdell. And I forget who else was writing with him, but Lobdell's had a rough like couple years of writing. Yeah. I would say he struggled with red hood and then Nightwing when he tried to turn him into Rick Grayson, it just did not work. Like the, the, what it did in the end was effective, but the amount of time spent on it was too much and it wasn't good enough for that. Like I would have rather have you know one arc with that with Rick Grayson. Okay, fine, cool. But I think we got like an entire year's worth of it, and it just didn't. It, no, people did not like it. So I, I, I'm Tom Taylor. I'm excited. I tweeted this out. I'm excited to see him do it because he's friggin' awesome. You know, you don't need Doc Rye to tell you that if you read comics, you know Tom Taylor is one of the best in the business. However. If you read comics, you also know that Tom Taylor is not above killing every single person involved in every <laughs> single book that he writes. I do not know if he's going to be able to do that with Nightwing, but I am legitimately concerned that that is how this is going to end, where we have all this new flux of stuff. We have Future State, and then it looks like things are going to be coming together after Future State. The event is over, so there's a lot going on, and when I see Tom Taylor attached to somebody, it's like, no, it's, it's, it's people are probably going to die. And then Nightwing's like, wait. So <laughs> I, I'm i excited, though. Like, this is the most excited I've been for Nightwing in a while. And and, um, and that brings us to, you know, what we got coming out with DC this week. I know that I reviewed Red Hood 52, which, again, if Nightwing is that the title is going to continue forward past Future State, I would assume Red Hood is going to get a shot. Right, so so when does Tom Taylor take over for Nightwing? Is it March. before Future State? Okay, so all that stuff we've been tweeting out and, and, yep. and um, individually, and then sharing over on the TLDR page on Instagram. That's all starting in March, and I believe we have some of the dates even included there. Yeah, so I wonder. I don't. It's probably not going to start fresh, right? It'll just pick up. Pick no, up it's no, it's because it's uh, what I forget where the last issue from Jurgens was. It was either so that was either I either just read seventy six or seventy seven, and then Taylor's next one is labeled 
77 or 78. Yeah. So there's no doubt he's going to kill some characters off. I mean, that's just par for the course. But I think what we've learned is that DC, at least when it comes to the the, the main line, has some pretty, pretty stringent guidelines in place on what you can and can't do uh, with certain characters. Right? right. So, I mean, Nightwing is not to the level of Batman, but still you got to think that they're going to, you know, they're going to give him some leeway but they probably won't let him, you know, take a radical shift with it. Whereas if he was doing a Nightwing Black Label book, which right. aside would be awesome, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I don't think he'll get too crazy with it. It, sh it really should. I mean, Taylor's involvement with that book should really just elevate it. What what Taylor does pretty well too is he takes character. He'll introduce characters to you that you know or that you maybe didn't know before. And then really makes you care about them and makes you think, oh, maybe they're going to stick around. Like he did yeah. that with Suicide Squad. We get some new characters. And I know people get annoyed when and characters just get introduced for the sake of having somebody to kill off later and you can protect the main characters. But Taylor does – he's one of the best at it where you don't think he's necessarily doing that deliberately. Right. But at the same time, I just don't know, Doc, where we see like, – is it comforting for me to see that they're still going to have a lot of the main titles or some of the main titles coming out of Future State? Yes, but I still do wonder now you're right. Like you can only do certain things with the characters, but where it looks like we're going to get, I don't want to get too much into what's going on in death metal right now. We will talk about that down the line, but where we see what's going on in that book, I just, I have a lot of questions about and not necessarily bad ones. Is I have a lot of questions about what's going to happen with these legacy characters that we're used to. I would, I would equate it to Tynan taking over for Tom King and Batman. Right. Really? Where well, in the sense that Tynan took over from Batman, took over from King, and we all know how he felt about Tom King's Batman, and he right. seemed to have it turned it around. Right? Okay, if it's just right. that, then that then great. I mean, that's so that that's 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 what I'm sort of getting at. So I think with with Taylor sort of taking over here, where Nightwing has just kind of been kind of meh, you know, some up, some down, yeah, some, you know, King coming in, he could really maybe turn that around, and then you could you could really kind of see it go upwards. This isn't just an excuse for you to bring up um, to bring up Tynan, right? Because you always you always look I'm for an excuse. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> but what's central? So Red Hood 52 is out this week, and I would like to see the team that's on him right now get a new shot. I talked about it a little bit more on Geek Worldwide. You guys can check that out there. Same with uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Secret Origin, and that is um, a – you just look at the cover. That's a Superboy Prime book. So, again, I have my thoughts over on that on Geek Worldwide. Just like Doc with Batman, White Knight presents colon Harley Quinn 3. I didn't actually get to read this review yet. Because I've been a little bit busy with with work and writing my own reviews, if I still am behind on one of them, how uh, how did you feel about this issue? I mean, the issue was great. Each each issue is just getting better and better because we're getting uh, you know deeper into the story. And you know what I what I said in the review is that you know with each page that goes by and with each book that goes by, you know Katana Collins really is just doing a great job at leaving breadcrumbs for the reader to pick up. And we get a pretty we get a pretty big reveal uh, at the end of this book, which was uh, which which was awesome to read and awesome to see. And Matteo Scalera, uh, I can never pronounce his last name, Scalera's art. Um, we've said this before; it's kind of very similar to uh, Sean Murphy's. Not exactly the same, but it's similar, and it's just got this really great uh, 1950s noir feel, uh, film feel to it. And so, the last few panels, of this book, the reveal. Uh, with something else. So what's great is that it's only three books uh, in so far. So if you want to catch up, 
I would highly recommend it because this has been a fantastic series. Oh, okay. I am definitely going to read that issue. I, I, um, I'm very excited to get, get caught up on that one, just like we'll be with uh, U.S. Agent, which is the yep. second issue of that comes out from Marvel this week. Did you get to read King in Black before the show this week? Oh, I sure did, baby. Okay. Oh, wow. I, I read the first issue, and it was just pretty crazy. I'm glad yeah. we've talked about some of the stuff beforehand. Yeah. How is issue two? So this is uh, more story than action, uh, this particular uh, issue. But the end of this book, you're just oh, going to go, yeah. Because, I mean, the end of the last one, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be oh shitting again, my friend. It really? was, uh, I mean, it's just it's just a it, a banger banger of a series so far, and we're only two issues in, so I can only imagine where it's gonna go over the next several. We may need to spend some time, you know, with with these events. We may this need to have one. We might give the we have to give the three Joker the the last round in treatment too. I think. Okay, I think that sounds like a plan. That's that. Yeah. There we go. We'll do something like that, but maybe, but with a big well. That is actually as big of an event as Dark Knights, Death Metal. It's just these these spinoffs for yep. King and Black are just absolutely absurd. So we can't give it that same treatment. But I will. Uh, I will. I think after the first arc of U.S. Agent, I'm hoping that I can do something. Uh, talk about it on here because I, I think it is. Look, I only read the first issue. Haven't read the second one, but I think there's potential for people to like this one. Uh, for our, our listenership, I think we'll appreciate it. Image Comics this week has a ton of stuff. I know for yeah. you. For me, I will be reviewing Undiscovered Country depending on when you're listening to this. It may already be up. I have not gotten the chance to read it yet, though. That's the one I'm behind on. I've loved this series from start to finish. Spawn 313 also is out this week. And I actually caught up on Spawn. I have not I've not read the latest issue, but I've read I was a little bit behind for a while. And Doc, it's like there's he they're introducing different spawns from different timelines. Like McFarlane's doing like this kind of multiverse thing, and and I, I like it. The, the thing is, McFarlane has a lot of good ideas. It's just that sometimes, it, if it's if you're talking about big picture or if you're talking about looks, like Todd McFarlane, absolutely a thousand percent. But when it comes to in, in details, like if we're talking like his action figures or right. his artwork, it's it's awesome. But when we get down to the details of writing, not his strong suit. Like yeah. I just feel like I, I look at if I look at old stuff now or I look at some of the stuff I see from him now, whatever it is, just the writing is. Just, <clears throat> I, I wish there was more. I w- like the dialogue is okay. It's not the worst part, but like the the narration that comes with the story can be exhausting and just redundant. And I just and look, I'm not one to criticize people for making typographical mistakes, but that is the one book where it happens with regularity, and it kind of that does kind of blow my mind. Not just because it's like. It's a character that's been written so long and and so important, and everybody cares about him so much. I just don't I don't know how that happens. But again, like that's not the deal breaker for me. It's more the other stuff when it comes to his writing, and I'm still going to keep reading it because I love Spawn. I mean, the character is such right. a badass, but I, it just it, it's it baffles me a little bit. Well, that's the thing with McFarlane, right? He's an artist first, writer second. Yes. And I mean, when did Spawn, when did he first create Spawn early nineties? Right. So he's been at this thing for so long. I mean, it is his, so who is going to challenge Todd McFarlane, you know, and say, "Uh, I think you should do this. I think you should do that. So I'll do it right now. Todd, (laughs) I have a very high opinion of you. If you're listening, I have a very, very high opinion of you. And I would really like to see you make some adjustments with your writing of Spawn. You have a lot of good ideas and I'm very excited, but the little things, man. Or maybe hand the writing off to of Spawn to someone else. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he could do you that. I, I think he, I heard him say in an interview once that he actually wrote the character because he's like always had his hand in the making of every single issue, but he hasn't necessarily written every single one. Obviously, yeah. he hasn't drawn every single one. He's not even doing that right now. But he has, um, he's written under a pseudonym at times too because people were, I, I guess I haven't been alone over the years <laughs> in complaining about his writing. But it's, again, it's not like the 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 what he's trying to do is not the problem. Like I, I he has a good idea. The right. art is awesome, so I don't like. All right, I'm, I we have two good things going, but then it's that third thing to tie it all together. And sometimes the part I care about the most is the writing. So I don't know. I I I, I get what you're saying though. Like it's probably never going to happen. I can just keep whining and whatever. But well, <laughs> you had a lot of image books this week, right? I did. I had a lot of books come out this week, actually. So I had a lot of reading to do. Uh, Philadelphia number 11 came out. Again, another, I mean, the, the past, I mean, the whole series as a whole has been just high octane, but the last few issues uh, in general have been um, really fast paced, pretty violent. And we get, we get a nice little twist uh, in this issue. Uh, which was fantastic. I, I didn't see coming. Never would have guessed this. And so where Rodney Barnes is taking the story is just – each each issue just gets better and better. And the twist in this one just, just kind of blew me away. Um, Department of Truth number four came out. My boy, my guy, uh, James Tynan. How has that uh, been? Because you were, you were so high on this book coming in. And you're going to have to do an, an, an episode on it because I'm, not, I'm, waiting, I'm waiting to hear what you have to say. Yeah, it's you know it's so. I was thinking about that today as I was reading it, and the series is fantastic, but it is extremely hard to explain. It's one of those things where you have to you have to read it because you know you you what you get in book one doesn't really come back again until this latest issue, and the two issues in between. I remember talking about issue three. Issue three really kind of. Um, Set me off is not the word, but like it triggered me a little bit because of the topic at hand, and it was sort of a um, 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 uh, current events. Yeah, a Sandy Hook type event. So oh. that happened, right? and so oh. that one really kind of hit me right, and I was like, "Ooh, that's that was a little heavy." And then this issue kind of like brings everything back together again because issues two and three seemed like their own sort of separate things where they were just dealing with two different conspiracy theories, and then this book really just kind of brought them back together again. And okay. So it's tremendous. And I'm going to, I definitely want to do this. I'm just going to have to find a way to properly do it because it's, it's hard. And, and and once you read it, Nick, you'll completely understand because it's one of those things. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. It's dealing with current events. It's dealing with past history. It's dealing with all these, you know, weirdo conspiracy theories. And the writing is, is at a level in which I don't know if my brain can comprehend all the time, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely fantastic. So um, I read that. Um, I haven't, um, I, I highlighted this, but I haven't read it yet. Cause I still have to catch up on the past couple of uh, issues, but uh, Jeff Lemire's family tree. That's another really twisted series. Uh, that's fantastic. Um, but then also um, sea of stars, number eight, which I did on this show. Um you know, a few issues ago and uh, your favorite ice cream man. Number 22 uh, came out this week uh, from image as well. Issue 22. I didn't realize it was that far. And I'll yeah. tell you what, doc, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to, as much as I like looking back at some of the older books that we've done and uh, not, not legacy books, but like, you know, obviously books that a lot, a lot of people know, but you know, some people may have skipped like you skipped and then I read it. And I, I like being able to look at back at some older ones. 
but I'm very excited to start to mix in a few more recent stuff, you know, like, because yeah. I, I, I want to hear about Department of Truth. It's, it's yeah. going on now. People, I'm sure, are talking about it on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen a bunch of stuff and you love it. Yeah. You know, we got to do it with Mercy and there have been other ones too, but at the same time, when we look back at really old, not really old stuff, but older stuff, we yeah. then get things like Aphrodite 9, which... Yeah, was, absolutely tremendous. Absolutely it, tremendous. Oh, and we got, and by the way, we're, we'll touch on it again a little bit more towards the end. We got our annual coming up next week too, and we are very excited about that. And we'll tell you guys, we're still working through what we're going to do, but we have a, a little bit of an idea of what's going on. We'll tell you guys more about that at the end. Dark Horse this week, I didn't realize, and I have not finished the second issue of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I did not realize there was going to be a third one. It's been solid. If you like that, if you like Assassin's Creed, and if you like um, if you like Vikings, then this is something you may want to give a shot. But I think I'll when it's done, I don't know if third issue is the last one, if there's going to be a fourth one, but I'll report back on it when it's complete and let you guys know if you want to go get the trade. But it's 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 fine. Like I think, and I, I've only there's only the second Assassin's Creed thing I think I've ever read, and the other one was same thing. Like it was pretty good. Like it's not right. like there's anything I'm gonna go say you should read it. But if you like the if you like that lore, then then yeah, IDW this week. Anything? Uh, so a couple of books. Uh, sea of Sorrows number two came out. I read the first one. I enjoyed. It. I just didn't get a chance to read uh, issue two yet. Uh, and then this one I was very excited about. Um, I I. The only other Star Wars book uh, that I've read, I'm currently reading, is Marvel's uh, Darth Vader. But when I saw this, it piqued my interest. Star Wars uh, Adventures uh, Smuggler's Run, uh, number one. This is only going to be a two-issue uh, little series, so just a, a very you know mini-series here. Okay. Uh, but this is great. So this book, I read it this morning. It takes place you know, in the events right before Empire um, uh, Strikes Back. Okay. And it, so Leia sends Han and Chewie on a mission to retrieve someone because if the Empire gets their hands on this guy, it's going to reveal all of their secrets and, and, and they're screwed. So Han and Chewie have to go to a um, – I can't remember the name of the planet, but there's a shit ton of huts on this planet. And Han is very reluctant to go. Uh, but to getting this guy is uh, of the utmost importance. And it was a, it was a great book. Uh, with it only being two issues um, – I, you know, it could have been a little bit longer, but it almost kind of seems right because we we already know what happens from the beginning of um, Empire Strikes Back, and this literally takes place just before uh, you know where where that opening scene um, takes place. So, if you're a big Star Wars fan, um, I'd recommend it because it was the the first issue was was a great little read. So, just so everybody is aware, IDW. I, I, I know we like Marvel. You think Star Wars, you think it's got to be under Marvel, right? No, IDW has something going on with Marvel. They've had it going on for quite some time. I've never, I, I think I cracked open one of the books once when I started working, you know, writing for Geek Worldwide, but I never, it's just the art seemed, it seemed like this is definitely 1000% for kids and that's it. I have not seen the art on this at all, Doc. So yeah. I could be wrong when it comes to this one, but I was surprised when you said it because these are labeled as Star Wars Adventures, right? Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing. So Star Wars Adventures yeah. from IDW. So I'm, yeah. I'm, it's good to hear that. Uh, well, I mean, you're also you were also children in a way. Yeah. You and I were, <laughs> no, the, we were the, the art about. the art wasn't bad, and this was not a this was not a kids book. This hmm. was it. This wasn't a kids book. I mean, there was. You know, there was some action, you know, in this book. Now, I, I'd give it to my if if my ten year old nephew was a Star Wars fan, yeah, I'd say read it. You know, but you did it with Darth Vader over, too. 
Yeah, it's not over the top violent, and it's not like it's not. I wouldn't call this an all ages book. I wouldn't say, oh yeah, it's really kitty. The art was kitty. No, this was this was a good Star Wars book. If you're a Star Wars fan, I would read this. You you will very much enjoy it. The one I'm looking forward to finding the trade for most, and if anybody sees it, please let me know. I have not looked into it enough, but I want to know if there when um, Star Wars Bounty Hunters gets a trade. I need to read that. And yeah. I will do an episode on that because I know you haven't read it. I don't yeah. think you were planning on reading it, but I'm very excited for that. Oh, and, and Davey's in the chat. Hey, Davey. I, I, I don't know when he uh, when he decided to chime in, but oh, I guess it's probably when uh, we were talking about the – oh, does he want to talk about the radioactive hamsters again? Because we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Ellison Radioactive Black Belt Hamster Hour. Yeah, let's go. All right. No, uh, last thing, Boom Studio stock. Anything – oh, we got, a, we got a couple first issues from Boom. Yeah, so uh, like I said, I had a shit ton of books to read this week. Yeah, this is this is. I you sent me your list. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, how do you have this many books? Where like read? two weeks ago, I had like two books to read. You know, so um, yeah, but that's like normal. It feels yeah, like I, yeah. I get, when I get four DC books that I got to review because usually I have a Marvel once in a while, and then there's an image that gets thrown in or boom. But like, I, if I get four DC, I'm like, holy crap! You have read one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine books ahead of this episode. You yeah. read the book that the, the Christmas book that you, you're doing today, yeah. and then you have one, two, three, four books that you have not read yet. So yeah, was, yeah, it was, was a banana. Great. It was a bananas week. So I, I got to step in sun, and I did some, I did some reading. Uh, but something is killing the children. Issue thirteen came out this week, and uh, just this, yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't. I mean, I talked about it during um, uh, Dorktober. I can't recommend this book enough. It was another uh, bananas uh, issue. Just a lot of action, a lot of story. Uh, it's just a badass book all around. Um, Dune House of um, Adrides, uh, number three, came out this week. That's been a fun. Uh, that's been a fun book to read, especially not being as well versed in the in the world of Dune. Um, it's, 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 um, I'm getting a lot of good, um, information here and it's just been, a, it's, it's been a really good book to read. I'm enjoying that. Um, this next one, Unkindness of Ravens, uh, number four, this is not a book that I would typically read. Um, but it's, you know, with the high school age kids and, 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 and the witches, but the story is really good. Uh, we had a great, uh, little plot twist in this issue. Uh, this is, this is a very enjoyable book to read. Um, one that I'm, I'm 50-50 on whether I'd give it a give it a show or not, but I would definitely highly recommend it. Um, and then this this next book, uh, so I think falls under the Assassin's Creed Valhalla thing you talked about, where you know if you're a fan of the world, uh, you might enjoy it, but it's not one I'm like, oh, you got to go out and read. But this uh, Firefly, uh, Blue Sun Rising, number mm -hmm. one. So I enjoy Firefly. I enjoyed the TV show. Enjoyed the movies. I enjoyed the world. But as I'm reading the book. I'm, you know, what I'm thinking to myself is it, it's good. It's okay. If you're a hardcore Firefly fan, fu Jesus fucking Christ, let's mark that. <laughs> 2655. Okay. <laughs> if you're a hardcore Firefly fan, uh, you'll probably really uh, enjoy this book. But if you enjoy Flan, you might enjoy it as well. Uh, but it, it was a good book. You know, it's, it, we, we know the rule here, right? Boom, number one, you read it. Yes, that's, right? that's Doc's number one rule. And then the other one, which I haven't read, um, is uh, Labyrinth uh, Masquerade Number One. So mm -hmm. you know that's David, you know David Bowie's Labyrinth, you know Jim Henson's Labyrinth uh, from from the '80s. So um, if you're a fan of that, uh, you might enjoy that book. What I what I'm finding 
with when it comes to boom um is that the books that are ba based off already like um you know known properties like firefly like labyrinth some of these other things those books are going to be just fine but it's the it's the original stuff that they do um that uh that just just going to you know you know knock your socks off 10 times out of 10 Okay, now we got a couple things in the chat to address quickly, but I came up with another idea as we're doing our Christmas special this yep. week. We have our annual plan for the end of the year. I think at some point, because when you brought up Dune House of, uh, how do you say it again, Atreides? Atreides, yeah. Okay. Atreides, Atreides, yeah, something like okay. that. Okay, well, I mean, I assume that's just a one arc story. And yeah, it, I think it's like 12 issues. I don't, oh, oh, 12. Oh, so two arcs. Okay. So I, okay. Maybe you'll, maybe you want to do an episode on it. Maybe not. But I was thinking if there are things like that, that are pretty good, but maybe we don't love them a ton, but we could spend a couple minutes on them. Maybe we do like a, some grab bag episodes once oh, in a while. Yeah, might not be in. a bad idea. Yeah. And now Davey in the chat wants to know, I have not read this book, but I'm curious because it's boom one for you. Uh, for those who are listening to us, did you guys read the big trouble in little China series from boom? It's one of Davey's favorite movies. I have not doc. I have not read either, but I'm with Davey. I fucking love this movie. It is absolutely tremendous. So I'll have to go. Uh, I will seek this out. Uh, in one way, you know, comicsology yeah, is one place, and uh, I, I, I will give it a read, and I'll report back. I guarantee you that it will be better than adolescent radioactive black dog hamsters. <laughs> I gotta work to commit that to memory. I think it's yeah. it's, it's yeah. still it's a mouthful still. And then also, uh, Brick wants to know in the chat. Curious how many of these I'll have to watch until I know anything you're talking about. Uh, Brick, just maybe you know, read a book once in a while. You know, that's what this is all about. <laughs> I mean, unless you're like Mac, who I'm convinced Mac can't read either. Just like Goo. I wonder if Goose says that to make Mac feel a little bit better because he's probably insecure about himself. And I don't know if it's his reading that he's insecure about or other things, but that is another story for another day. Yep, it turns out Brick can't read. There we go. All right, awesome. <laughs> All right, so that is everything that came out this week and that we care about, at least. And funny enough, we ended with Boom. And Doc, per, you know, per, per, the, course, per for the course, you uh, are talking about a Boom book this week, right? I am so. This is uh, with our holiday special. I, I, I claim dibs on this one very early on. I hate you uh, for that. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be quick, Nick. You gotta be quick. No, I so gave I, you the benefit of the doubt. That's the freaking problem. I said, oh, it's a boom book. Doc, Doc must have read this before, like, before we did this show. And then yeah. the idiot that I am, no, nope. <laughs> then I get screwed. I had it on my queue. Um, and so it just made perfect sense to save it to do, you know, for, for a holiday issue. So um, I am reading Klaus, uh, written by Grant Morrison, um, artist. Uh, and I'm assuming he did the colors because the colorist wasn't labeled on here. Dan Mora, who I absolutely love. And I think I, I told you earlier, he might be my favorite artist going right now. Yeah. Um, and the letterer is Ed uh, Dukeshire. Before you continue forward, is this Klaus or Klaus? Uh, I can't spell. It's, well, uh, it's C-L-A-U-S. I mean, like, I don't... Yeah. Is it Claus? Is there an it's Claus? A, it's, it's probably Claus, right? Claus, Klaus. It depends on uh, e? where you're from. Oh, I just turned on Siri somehow by saying all this stuff. <laughs> so is it is it is it with an E in it or no? Did I spell it wrong? No, the, I spelled it wrong on the doc. Okay, so but we spelled it right here. Okay, so we're calling it Claus, like Santa Claus, right? Claus or Klaus, you know, whatever. You know, you know, Nick Klaus Wordsmith. You read like, my you read my reviews before I publish them. You know, I'm not a wordsmith. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you were saying. Anyway, so th this book is is fucking tremendous. And I first uh, learned about this book. 
Uh, last Christmas when our boys over uh, at Indie Alley talked about it. And um, so this originally ran from 2015 uh, to 2016, and it was uh, an eight-issue run. Right. See Doc McFucking's claws. <laughs> I told you you were going to notice. I couldn't help it. Freaking bricking. Oh, God. All right. Anyways. Anyways. And uh, so as I'm reading this, especially within the first issue, it's basically – uh santa claus is coming to town so i don't know if you've ever seen that old claymation you know in the spirit of I, like no, uh, i don't think I, I i there are a couple claymations that I, they, there's there's a frosty one right was there a frosty yep. one or no there's a frosty there's a one frosty there's a rudolph one, yeah. one of course everybody knows yep. that one i what's I that one like that was fucking the, rossi it was his favorite movie oh uh, the, the the christmas without santa or something like yeah that? so i think it's the same people that did that Right. Oh, okay. Um, so Santa Claus is coming to town. It's basically, you know, you've got a you've got a little orphan boy uh, that was taken in by the elves and, and and raised by the elves. His name is Chris Kringle, right? Kringle. And uh, uh, he he goes into a town to deliver toys, but the uh, burger meister meister burger, right? Does it doesn't allow toys and doesn't allow happiness, and so he 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 sneaks toys into the town. He gets caught. They put guards at all the doors, so he can't. So then he has to go in through the chimney, right? And so this is basically the same thing, except it is way more violent, and uh, it's got a it's got a, a supernatural feel to it. And uh, the artwork, the story, everything about it, it was just so badass. So if you saw on Twitter earlier, you know when I when I put up my little teaser tweet about what we're doing on the show today. In the top right hand corner, you can see the art from it. Santa Claus, uh, you know, up on a on a rooftop with a sword, and he's sort of looking out. And uh, it is it is violent, Nick. Um, but it is um, let's see what I write down here. It is a story of hope. It's a story of redemption and love, uh, but also one of madness. Oh, madness! Yeah, madness. Okay. So I saw the artwork for. The, I think I started. Okay, I didn't start reading Once in Future right away. And we've gone over this before when Doc yeah. reviewed it way back. And I, I love this book. I thought for some reason it had been, been around for a while and that Dan Mora was posting like older artwork. And it just, I got confused. But in the course of seeing that artwork from him, I also saw his Klaus artwork, which again, I saw that and I was like, oh, this is cool. Someday I will read this more than likely. I don't know if it's ongoing or whatever, but I will figure that out somewhere down the line. We have an understanding now. And I know you're going to talk about it more. But the second I saw this, this shit looks like it absolutely rips. And yeah. I am not someone who, like, I, when we were doing this, I'm like, all right, I want to do a holiday special just to, like, really, you know, get into the spirit. Because, of course, we've been happy-go-lucky this entire episode. And I, 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 right away, that's the book that I would want to do. And I, I'm so mad that you got to read this before me and get to talk about it in depth today because I wouldn't look at any Christmas thing and think, oh, yeah, you know what? I want to read that. I'll watch a Christmas special or a show, movie, whatever. But book, it's, I just – I don't know. And that kind of – well, I'll get into that more with my review. But this, it looks like I could read this at any point in the year because we're getting – you're not just getting like maybe some violence with Santa Claus. Santa Claus looks like a fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah, he's ripped. He is, he is pumped and jacked. And, and that's the thing about, you know, what I was saying, it's sort of a, a redemption story because he's just sort of just making his way in the world as as an outcast. He's become a traitor and and he's he enters this town. The book starts with him entering this town, Grimsvig, and he's he, he just wants a pint of ale and something to eat. He's been walking, in, you know, in the woods and uh, he's got a sled full of, you know, pelts and, and, you know, things that he's got while hunting. 
and he's just sitting there and it's, it, you get the sense that it's a town that he once knew. And he's like, what the hell's going on here? This isn't the place that I remember. And the bartender's like, you know, you're, you're asking too many questions, buddy. You better pipe down or else you got trouble coming your way. And uh, so he keeps asking questions. Guards come in. They, they try to escort him out of the town. They say, you're not, you're not welcome here. And as he's doing it, they steal his, his wares. And he's like, well, that's not fucking cool. What are you doing? That shit's mine. They go, well, it's, it belongs to the Baron now. So the person that's running this town is not the Burger Meister Meister Burger, but the Baron. And what, are, uh, what do you mean his wares? What is, what is that? You know, wares his you know his pelts and meats and things that he's collected oh, that, he, okay. that he sells. His, his items, like, his items, things that he's got for guy, sale. Guy says he's not a freaking wordsmith over here, and now he's breaking out like his <laughs> old English shit that I have no idea what's going on. Come on, and, dude. Uh, and so as he's you know as he's leaving the town. Like this this little kid sort of interrupts and 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 one of the guards hits him. He hits a kid. So Klaus is like, "Excuse me." So he starts kicking some ass, right? Yeah. Oh no, you didn't. Um, <laughs> and so from there, it be you know you, you, from there you know as they kick him out of town, they you know pump him full of arrows, and uh, he's out in the woods. He's bleeding to death, and they're all you know the guards are all having a good time, and he's like, "I'm gonna you know." I'm gonna get these these sons of bitches back. And while he's bleeding out in the in the woods, this is where we start to get some of the supernatural element to it, where sort of these these woodland spirits revive him, bring him back to health. But all of a sudden, magically, there's all these these toys, and they sort of tell him, you know, go deliver these, you know, to the to the kids within the town because. What, what you used to have in Grimsvig every year was the Yule time, which was sort mm -hmm. of Christmas. And that's been outlawed. And so he goes into the town. He delivers all these toys. The Baron finds out, loses his shit, collects them all, gives them to his kid. Because his kid in this book is a little spoiled brat. Um, and then puts a guard at every door. So like I talked about with Santa Claus coming to town. So now he's got to find a way to, you know you know, bring, bring, you know, Yule time to the kids. And that's when he starts going into the chimneys. And, and so that's, that's really just the first couple of books, but from there it, it takes a real violent and supernatural turn because the, the, uh, the Baron of this town, um, he's, he's working everyone in the coal mine to death because he's trying to raise a demon that mm -hmm. will grant him supreme powers and make him King of the land. And so this, as the story unfolds, it's just, it's, it's chock full of action. It's violent, and it's got all the things that that we love. And it, it just so happens to you know, you know, be like an origin story for Santa Claus. And uh, the way it ends uh, is just so satisfying. And 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 all you know, we've talked about Dan Moore's art before when we've talked about Once and Future. Um, and it, man, he 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 he's, he he kicked it up a notch, and I think when I was doing some, you know, this some is before Once in Future. This is fifteen sixteen. Yeah, so this is when when Dan Moore was just getting his start because prior to this, he had only written one other book, I believe, called Hexed, and I think it was Claus that actually uh, gave him some national recognition as best up and coming artist. Okay. Um, and Makes so sense. he's all he's uh, he's not my favorite artist. That right now still belongs to Dexter Soy. I mean, he he draws. For me, the definitive Red Hood, and that is my favorite character. So yeah. I, I, I have to give it to him first. Yeah. And and I love Sean Murphy and yeah. Greg Capullo is obviously a yeah. legend and Todd McFarlane. But to me, 
by the time Dan Moore's career comes to an end, I know some of those names are like were revolutionary for the business, but I think if you look at it just objectively and like how just how it looks, Dan Moore is going to be up there with some of the best yeah. at the end of his career because he it's, is awesome. The detail is incredible, but the viciousness in which when he when he decides to take it to that next level, like we've seen you know throughout you know once in future, but as you see through this, when he wants to you know portray anger violence it is just it's visceral man and and the facial expressions he's able to draw that the, the emotions you're able to get through you know the character's eyes and and through their facial expressions it's it, it's next level and it's i mean it's it's absolutely outstanding and and combine that with the story that you get and the character development that you get in this book and it's funny to say because it, it's a you know Santa Claus origin story, but you're right. This is a book you could read at any point in time, and absolutely love it because it's yeah. just it's it's just one of those books, man. Like I would I would easily put this in a pile of say, boom, you've got to read this. Must Definitely. read. I, I I knew that before. I, but again, the opposite of the, I knew how good it was. I just didn't know it was this good. It was, it's the opposite of the adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters where I knew that was going to be terrible. I knew the second I laid eyes on Klaus and the artwork, this this is going to slap. I'm very, yeah. I'm excited. And I waited too long. I wish – because if I had already read this before we talked about it, then I would have been the one reviewing it because you didn't read it until we did this episode. And I'm so pissed about it. But, <laughs> but, yeah, the thing with Dan Moore too, as much as I appreciate that he can get violent and do all that, like I want him to – and I feel like most artists can do that. They just uh, – whether or not they're allowed to, it depends on what properties they're dealing with and everything. But with Dan Mora, what I like is I still love his stuff even when he doesn't get violent. Yeah. Exactly. Like I don't, I don't need any of that from him. I really, I, I want it. Don't get me wrong, but I, I seriously do not need it to get to this crazy level that that we've seen him get to. And, and I, I guess well I've seen more close. It's well timed too, because it's not like it's just there and it's over top and it's there for the sake of being there. Like the story dictates when he gets vicious with his art, and it's and it's perfect. The setting is always. Right, it's not just uh, gory and over the top for the sake of it, right? So, mm -hmm. and, and and you're absolutely right. Even when it's not like that, and when he's just storytelling, and when you're just going from panel to panel, the detail is is intricate, and the expressions on everything is just, it's damn near perfect. Damn near perfect. So damn near perfect. I think one of the things we're going to have to do with uh, with our annual is look back at the books that we've reviewed this year. Yeah. And and that like that you've told me about, and also like vice versa, right? And figure out which ones are our favorite. Maybe we'll do top five. Maybe we'll do like something like I don't know if you ever heard of a Mount Rushmore before, but I, I can explain it to you off air, and we can try something like that too. It's like this weird idea that that I, that I came up with recently. Well, I thought it was an old wooden ship out in. Uh, out no, in that's Nevada. that's diversity. I oh jeez, yeah, I'm all, I'm all confused. Yeah, it's okay. I, I can totally see you get Mount Rushmore and diversity screwed up. That's fine. I, but I'll, again, I'll explain it. We'll we'll figure out what we want to do. But I'm curious where if this book does crack that that list for you. But um, any anything else about about uh, Claus before or Klaus, whatever before I uh... <laughs> no, it's just read it. You know, it's it's absolutely tremendous. If you have Comicsology Unlimited, it's free. You know, but even then, the trade is it's 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 not that expensive. Go give it a read. You're gonna love it. It's a it's a thrill ride. Um, but like I said, it's a story of um, hope, redemption, love, and and madness. madness. And the, the the ending, man, is just 
Oh, it's so fucking good, Nick. It's so fucking good. Madness. Madness. All right. I, yeah, I'm so I'm so in on this thing already. I'm yeah. so pissed. You guys. <laughs> so as I've complained the entire time about Doc being able to review Claus, or Klaus, however we're calling it, maybe Dan Moore can correct us if he catches all this because we know Mirka and Dolfo uh, went and checked back on what we said about Mercy the second time around. I I didn't know what to go with for this issue because and doc and I were talking about like, what else is there for Christmas? Stuff? There's Christmas specials, but we don't do that here. I'm not going to talk for 10 minutes to you guys about a Christmas special issue. I need to find something that that's a, that has an arc to it. If it be at four issues or six, I, I so, or, you know, five, whatever I need something. So we looked around and said, okay, this is a Christmas special. This is a little different because I know personally, I'm not going to go out there and say, yeah, you know what? You need to pick up this holiday special book. It is just very strange to me because even when you're talking about the, the scary books for Dorktober, Doc, like they're books that you can read outside of yeah. Dorktober. It doesn't matter. You can still it's a heightened time of year for that stuff. So yeah, you want to talk about it. Maybe you don't read talk about it in September and November because it's so concentrated in Dorktober. But for Christmas, like Klaus is the one exception that I've come across that I've yeah. seen that like I will read this no matter what. And that's kind of what we try and do here is we want to give you a book that it's awesome no matter what time of year it is, right? Yeah. So I, I, I want people to understand that as I talk about this book from Image Comics called The Last Christmas. Now, I again, I'm going to something. I, okay, like this is the most appealing thing to me besides Klaus that I, that I would say is a Christmas book. This is written by Jerry Duggan, uh, Brian Posen, who is one of those actors that you will see like everywhere, like just pop up once in a while. You mentioned how he was in the, the first episode of The Mandalorian, I think, right? He was like yeah. a speeder driver or something I think like it was that. on that show master of none on netflix with um tom haverford there okay uh, i'm sorry he was on sarah silverman show for a while too i did that I, I just looked that up i didn't and i think he was on just shoot me i think he was the mailman guy too the he's like a weirdo kind of but he's pretty pretty, pretty funny uh pencils by rick remender inks by hillary barda colors by uh michelle madsen and then letters by ed dukeshire now having said all the different stuff that I did about this book, like like going into it, not knowing how I would feel about it, like recommending it. I actually enjoyed this. I thought it was a fun ride. If you like, I, I, I maybe it's Jerry. I think Jerry Duggan has written some Deadpool over the years quite a bit. I could be wrong, but if you like Deadpool, like if you read, I think Kelly Thompson's writing Deadpool still right now, but she was for a time. And there, obviously Colin Bunn we had on, who's done a ton of Deadpool stuff. He did like, not only did he do Deadpool kills the Marvel universe, but he also did uh, Deadpool assassin, Deadpool illustrated. So there's quite a few things. And if you guys want to hear more about that, go listen to our interview with Colin Bunn from a couple weeks back. But if you like Deadpool, I would go and I, I would consider picking this up. If you especially if you want something with like a Christmas theme to it, I felt that – so you get five issues from this doc, and at the end, they do tease um, like there's more to the story. I didn't look into it any further. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, but I, I, we'll just leave it at that. Um, five issues, some might think looking at it, yeah, you probably could have cut it down to four. I could see that, but I think the first two issues are pretty essential to the characters, to the development of Santa Claus and where he's at in his life after things are going on. And basically, um, and then from three to five, things just kind of take off. And those, those were, you know, definitely the more enjoyable parts, but in like a nutshell doc, stop me if you've heard this before, but we're taking a very popular character and we're going to insert him in the apocalypse. <laughs> totally original idea, right? 
Like, I, so, but I, I, I like, all right, fine, whatever. So we're dealing with like zombies and all this different kind of stuff. But like it's Santa where you expect him to be jovial and where it's different from, from Klaus, where he's just kind of a badass straight out the gates. This is normally happy go lucky Santa. Everything's been good, fine, whatever. And then something happens and then he just snaps and you don't just get like, this isn't badass Santa. Like this is Santa who has to do what he has to do at the end. But this is like depressed, sad, like Santa. This He's not at all. Like, th- like uh, Billy Bob Thornton, Santa. Yeah, he's not at all the good guy in this. <laughs> I love so, it. so, and and the like, the action is is pretty good. Um, I thought the art fit pretty well. Uh, well, not pretty well. I thought it fit very well because this is like a grimy, depressing story, and in I don't want this crazy epic art or even like Dan Mora, where I wouldn't call his like his is Dan Mora's art again. Like when we're talking about him and Capullo and and all these different characters, like yes, there is like a level of for lack of a better term right now, epicness to it, they are more comic book art. Whereas like Aphrodite 9, and I'm drawing a blank on who the artist is for that, that has more of an epic feel to me because it feels like we're watching a movie or a video yeah. game and it's just different. Like we're taken into a completely different world. This is more goof. This is still like that comic book feel, but it's – it's um or not – it's still in that same family as Mora, but there's definitely more of just a, a wonkiness to it. I a little guess. more cartoonish. Yeah, cartoonish is definitely the better one. That's the, it. Yeah. Took me a long. You said it in one freaking word. It took me twenty seconds to, to explain it all. Huh? Thanks, Doc. Um. So, what was I going to say? So, the, but the thing for me that's most important with this is the the comedy. Like we get the, the opening. You get a forward from Patton Oswalt, and I know I just said I'm, I'm here for the comedy with this, but like Patton Oswalt. I really appreciate how you feel about the medium. I know he does the voice of happy in that show, uh, happy. And I, I kind of like, it. I think it's a very weird show. I have not read the, the, the graphic novel and I think I should read that at some point to talk about on here. Um, but that's Christopher Maloney in that, who's yeah. the lead in that show. And I like, I like that. It's weird, but I enjoyed it. I, uh, Pat Oswalt, I, I, maybe you can be an editor or a consultant or something, something else, but you just, you're the forward I didn't really care for and what he did with like death metal, like the one-off that he had like a Victor Zaz story. It was like within this larger issue, not that good. Just, I'm, I'm all set for that. But the, the note that we get from Mrs. Claus at the beginning, very vulgar. And at, you don't know it's Mrs. Claus. So that may have been a, like, it's the first couple pages. So if I'm sorry, but like, I don't count that as a spoiler in my book. And you, in, um, you get vulgar and it's like, Oh, okay. Like, Maybe this is they're trying to be like a little overkill. I don't know. It's just, but there's this one line that got me. Actually, probably you know, fifth paragraph finished. I'm like, this is a fairly long letter, but this one note. If you're looking for a slightly more festive holiday book, why don't you go read the Quran? So, <laughs> I actually laughed out loud when I first read Holy that. Uh, smokes. I just saw that in the notes. I just. <laughs> Uh, Gary, the snowman, I don't like, now again, I don't want to get into too much of the, the, about some of these characters, but we have a few elves that we get to know, but Gary, the snowman fi- uh, provides quite a few funny moments, especially towards the end of all this. You see him as the narrator. So he's in quite a bit and then he gets involved in the story and there are just two distinct moments. And I cannot remember if it's the, I think it's the fourth issue that they come along. And um, th- th- there are a couple, he has some funny moments, but there are two specifically that really stood out to me that I, one of them, I was like, wait, what the fuck? And then the other one, I, I, I chuckled again because 
I, I like that's what I mean. Like, I would never think to read this book. I I only read it for the sake of the show, and I'm actually glad that I read it because it was a funny, uh, it, was, it was a different experience. It is quick read too. Yeah. Um, and then like I said, there are a few elves that get mixed in. There's one that has like basically like anchor arms, like we saw from SpongeBob, kind of yeah, yeah. not not that ridiculous, but but definitely more defined than everybody else. I forget his name. And then there's Winky who we see who's with Santa quite a bit. <laughs> but the one that stood out to me the most was probably uh, probably Fredo, who only gets a, he gets a very, very little bit of FaceTime, but he has like his, uh, there, I think he only gets like three moments, maybe two, it, like he, but they're just absolute home runs. I, I, <laughs> I, like, I, it's, I, I, and he reminded me of, um, Funny enough, too, like, and I think this is why I appreciate it more. He reminded me of Goo a little bit, too. Which was, <laughs> but I'll let you guys like see what I mean by that when you go and read it. But The Last Christmas, if you're looking for like a holiday comic book, it's what's on the, comicology. What's the level of debauchery in this book? Uh, de- uh, I mean – this stuff gets pretty, this gets pretty violent. Like they don't hold back at all. It's, it's, I have, I, I don't, I can't compare it to Klaus, but however violent you think it's going to be, like, if you think like it, I, it's probably a little more violent than you expect. Gotcha. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love and it gets like, there's some serious tones in this book too. Like it's like some of the stuff that Santa deals with. I was like, damn, this is dark. It's talking about, <laughs> it's talking about Santa still here. So, but it's like, seriously, if you like Deadpool, then like the comics Deadpool because it can get like, don't get me wrong the sh- the movie we all know it can yeah. get pretty go pretty wild but the the comics can get a, like, quite a bit more graphic you'll probably enjoy this nice our books had a little bit more in common than we think other than just Santa Claus we but yours a- is a badass mine right. is doing his stuff because he kind of has to but no like, the letters Dukeshire right he must uh, he must have a thing for Christmas because it looks like he did the letters on both our books yeah that is weird but that, yeah. yeah. That is funny. It's probably because it's just like he's got that like um, there's like you know an elegance right that comes yeah. with Christmas or whatever. I don't know why yeah. I'm waving my hands around. <clears throat> but <laughs> anyways, all right. So yeah, so that's so last Christmas Image Comics. That is they're both available on Comicsology, and um, you know maybe next year we can get into different holidays, Doc. But. I first thing, of course, because we both celebrate Christmas, is that's what we thought of. So yeah, with, and there's going. a lot more Klaus than uh, or Klaus, whatever, however you want to pronounce it. Fucking make fun of me, I don't care. But um, I will. Thank you. For there, there's uh, there there was a couple of other series between then and now, and we've got a new uh, a new Claus book coming out next week. I thought it'd come out this week. It's next week that it comes out. So, so the week of New Year's for those, depending on how you're listening to this. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, but there's there's a couple of other trades as well. So I'm definitely going to read those because this was just again, I can't I can't recommend this this book enough to people. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to to get into this one. I don't know if if the I I don't know if there are the the trades are out there if they all got to be read on Comicsology, but I hope that the trades are out there. I'm I I'm are. I I'm definitely gonna put this on my pull list though the, the yeah. new issues for sure even though I'll, I'll have to wait to read them because i'm, I'm excited I, yeah. i'm curious if you end up reading last christmas i i i, I don't well, know it's, will, it's there I mean, why not right it's <laughs> before we talk about the annual which is coming out the week of new year's uh you guys got pineapple boys this week or are you taking a week off we're taking the week off tonight uh billy was uh, on a much needed um vacation uh and so he's coming back today and and so we're just going to push it off till next week. So same uh, pineapple day, same pineapple time. Uh, we'll be talking about season one, episode six, uh, Weekend Warriors. 
So um, until until then, you can uh, go over to um, uh, Pop Culture Pile Drivers uh, iTunes page and uh, and catch up um, on the um, on the audio of the past five episodes, or you can catch us on uh, the Facebook page, my Twitch page, and their uh, YouTube page, and watch us if you prefer uh, that medium. So the normal time is Thursdays at eight thirty, right? Correct. Okay, awesome. Good to know. All right, so episode six, I'm looking forward to that. You guys, uh, again, I don't watch the show, but I I don't watch the show. Um, Psych. Psych, Jesus. But I love listening to you guys talk about it because you've got the, the, the enthusiasm that you two have. I mean, you always are enthusiastic, but Billy gets like to another level. And I'm glad he took a vacation, by the way. Yeah, dude, much needed. Much needed. Yeah. He does a ton of, I mean, like, people think he does a ton of good stuff for us. I mean, anytime you see a DraftKings commercial, I don't want to do ad for the place that we work at, but like he, he those are all pretty much by Billy. It's not most, if not all. And he, yeah. he's just outstanding. He's a hardworking fellow. So next week, as I've mentioned, the week of New Year's, we are going to be doing our annual episode. So we're not going to be – this is the first time that, that we're doing a, a non-interview episode where we will be not talking about a new book uh, in its entirety. We don't know how long this is going to go. I mean, it's we're not going to go crazy with it, but we're going to do essentially a few lists, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're, I think we're going to go back. We're going to take a look at some of our favorite books that we've done on the show um and and you know i'll do i'll do a set you'll do a set and then we're going to try and mix in some other things as well and just sort of talk about sort of uh the year that was and even though we got uh we got our start late in the year we began in, in august uh so much great shit came out this year that we're going to want to talk about and then you know we'll, we'll talk about the stuff that, that that's coming out that we're excited about as well yeah there are there are quite a few things that doc and i are both reading that or have both read that we haven't talked about on here before. And I'm sure people wonder why, you know, if you're new to the show, wonder why, maybe why haven't these guys touched on this? Like they went back and talked about this old book and, and why can't they talk about that one? Like preacher, for example, we, we can't, we're not talking about that on here. We, we probably won't bring that up in the course of the annual, but that's a book doc and I have both read. So we're yeah. not going to tell each other about it. That's not what this show is. So right. hope we, we may have a few of those. We'll see what the categories are. If anybody has anything that they want, talked about any any certain segments or whatever we're all ears just tweet at doc and i uh at backcracker dr joe no e in backcracker yeah. on twitter and then i'm at fry underscore guy one on twitter and of course you can follow us on uh on instagram as well what the heck is our handle on instagram just search tld uh, it's tldr underscore podcast i believe there you go awesome because there's like five different tldrs taken on there so i had to settle for that one but uh go and dm us over there as well if you have anything that you want us to touch on but we're very excited for this because this is you know something new and then after the new year we will be getting right back to our mainline continuity i guess with tldr 21 so until next time doc you have a merry christmas you as well sir and everybody else, enjoy the holidays. Stay sexy, Doc. You know it.